listening to a PK Olawale sermon. Prepare to be blessed. Matthew 4, I will need you to be very focused this morning. Um, God wants us to understand some things. The key to um, getting the best of what God will have for us this morning is understanding. So for you to understand, I need you to pay attention. All right? Please go through every scripture along with us as we read Matthew and chapter 4. I'll read verse 18 to verse 20. Matthew 4, 18 to 20. The Bible says, And Jesus walked by the sea of Galilee, saw two brothers, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Yeah, keep going, verse 19. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Can we read verse 19 together, please, everyone? I said to them, follow me, and I will. Now, please, let's stay here. We might not bother reading verse 20. Can we read this one more time, please? One more time, read. And he said to them, Now, please, take note of scripture. The instruction is this. You follow me, and who will do the making? In other words, you can't make yourself. And I'll tell you several reasons why you can't make yourself. Several reasons. You can't be who you ought to be. It's not possible. There are no 16 principles to this thing. There's just one. Now, to lay a foundation, I'm going to say a few things. Number one is the fact that your purpose, which is the reason for your existence, was not written by you or determined by you. There are some things that are predetermined in God. It is not subject to your will. Your, your, your ability to choose does not come to play in those things. They are determined. It, it will happen irrespective of what you do. Okay? Number one of it is your purpose. What God created you for. Now, please, God, you, God did not step you into earth or into existence, then thought about what you would do. Mm-mm. He wrote what you do. You're a blueprint. First of all, you existed as a blueprint. The blueprint is what you are to achieve for God and humanity on the earth. Written. Now, everything about you was now molded to conform to what is written. In other words, you are who you are because of your purpose. Your family, the family you are born into, is also part of that predetermined will of God. In other words, none of us, I don't know about you, if God gave me an opportunity to have chosen the family I'll be born into, who wouldn't want to be born by the queen? I'll get paid for doing what she tells me to do. Very easy life. Your birthday is known all over the world, yet you don't walk. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't have a choice, and that's why you must celebrate your parents. Your parents God's purpose for your life. In fact, let me explain to you. Your destiny needed an absentee father. <laughs> your destiny needed what? And a, an unloving mother. 
everything you found in your home that you are calling trauma is purpose so if you don't understand this you will because god has now made you what he wants you to be to an extent you begin to well feel you need to pay back some people who are not there for you when they ought to be there for you it's called foolishness and a lack of understanding everybody your destiny required excuse me ladies and gentlemen obama's destiny required a man that a father will be a donor that will never be present just come to hawaii deposit and leave that's what is destiny required and brethren everything that has especially in the beginning of your life when your own will was not yet activated when i mean your will activated you are not you have not gotten to an age where you decide things that will happen to you and how they will happen your life was still at the mercy of other people's decision everything that happened at that time ladies and gentlemen is purpose god's design have you two met some people that are from homes everybody's loving dad is ever present wonderful dad wonderful mom all the siblings happy do you understand you see such families and you wonder what have you done wrong oh no you've not done anything wrong what they have what they have is what is needed for their purpose what you have is what is required for your purpose and you better give god some hand of praise for what he gave you for your purpose so that auntie that messed you up purpose that uncle that was not there purpose that father that never took care of you for purpose guess what your stepmother that made sure you were a servant to your father's house purpose somebody shout purpose so it would be foolish of you not to take care of them it would be foolish of you if they didn't play their role you won't be here If they did not pay, pay their role, you will not be here. If your stepmother did not, did not finish your life with pain, make you cry every day, ladies and gentlemen, you won't be here. All that was to build character in you. Let me explain this a little bit. I told myself I was still online now. I must finish in time. Okay, I will explain that in second service. <laughs> no, no, no. I, must, I, I have to be disciplined today. Is a, is a commitment I made to myself before showing up. Alright? So all that is purpose. So please, for all the witches that made sure that you took jam five times, for all the, oh yes, for all the enchantment, you have to go to the village. The one that caused havoc in the family and make sure that your, dad, your father died young so that you have to fend for yourself. Let's give a praise to God for them. Come on, put your hands together and thank the Lord hallelujah so please whether your mom was there for you or not whether your dad ever paid school fees or not you must take care of them and one it will not be one more than the other <laughs> oh yeah have you read the story of of um david when they took their kids and their wives and bought their houses for Samuel 13 the Bible says the Amalekites came, ravaged them, went away. And the Bible says the men of David wanted to study. People were, they were ready to die. They were all in despair. Scripture records, ladies and gentlemen, when they went after the Amalekites, after he inquired from God, and God said, go after them. When they went after the Amalekites, the Bible says that when they got there, 
he, he asked the Lord, Lord, should we go ahead and cross the river? Is it, what's the name of the river? Beo or Beppo, I can't remember the name of the river now. Now, some people were already tired. They had fainted. They, were, they had cried their eyes out. They didn't have energy to go on. But some few were still strong enough. So David now said, the ones that were tired, just stay back. So this, those ones could not cross the river. So they didn't go to war. They did not follow them to um, restore what had been lost. A few that went, they came back with booty. And when it was time for them to divide the booty, David said, well, both those that went to war and those that didn't go, same portion. Christianity is not what you want. It's what God says it is. Same, same portion. So, if you are sending your mom that was there for you $10 every month, how much will your lost father who does not even recognize you as father, how much will he get? $10. Any other way is the way of the flesh. That brings me to the point today. So Jesus says, don't, you can't make things happen for yourself. Follow me and I will make you. I've preached when I was younger, well, the principle of finding purpose, living in purpose, talked about your passion and your pain, talked about your gifting, talked about the rewards, how to discover purpose. But at the end of the day, as I grow older in the Lord, I found that there's just one. One. Any other thing, we are trying to break down the one. <laughs> just one. Follow. Now, because you are not the author of your purpose, you cannot fully. Now, you are not the author of your purpose, one. Number two, your mind is not um, sufficient as it were. The comprehension you can muster cannot be sufficient to know the entirety of your purpose, number two. Number three, so that doubt will not work in you yet, so that you will not be able to stop or withstand what is about to come, God cannot reveal to you everything at a time. What you can handle now, I mean you can testify of yourself. What you can handle now spiritually is different from what you could handle ten years ago. Five years ago. Some things you look in the face now and you smile. Ten years ago, you tell you to die. You have matured. You are not where you were. So you can imagine if God told you, well, this is the person that is, the devil is using to be, to be um, a hand, an invisible hand of, of pain in your life. Those years back, that person must die. Now, you want that person to come to Jesus. I love leading witches to Christ. It gives me a kind of satisfaction. I'm telling you the truth. It's such a joy. You know when you go to the very, very depth of hell and pull someone out, it's only Jesus that can do it. And they serve Jesus with reckless abandonment. Because they know already they're already in hell. They were living in hell. And Jesus' love brought them out. In the name of Jesus, God will use you to bring somebody out of hell this week. So please understand the fact that Number one, your purpose was not written by you. So you cannot decide what you want to do. <laughs> you know, you go to a hospital and there are different floors. 
um, different floors, different departments. Um, someone needs to help me here. So you have the orthopedic for bones, and then you have the, what do you call the section for cancer? What you, oncology. Then you have, doctors help me now. Then you have different, different departments and different floors. Now please, if, if, the, <laughs> if someone who has bone issues goes and says no, because my friends are in oncology, and there are patients in oncology. Oncology is where I want to be. <laughs> now, if they insist, oh, we'll give you a bed. So all the medications that are being given to the patients, cancer patients, administered to him. Number one, he will never be healed. He's in the wrong place. And that's what a lot of people do. You decide where you want to be. All Jesus says is this, follow me. And let me explain why he says follow me. You didn't write what you are supposed to do or who you are supposed to be. I wrote it. Hebrews chapter 10, it says, Lo, I come in the volume of the books as it is written of me. I have come to do your will, O God. There's a will of God. There's a path God has already ordained for your life. And all he says is just follow me. Just follow me. Now, let me explain a bit about the flesh. There's this guy in the book of Matthew 19. Matthew 19 from verse 16, the Bible says, And Jesus said to him, a rich young ruler, follow me. He says, Lord, I, I, I've, what do I need to do to have eternal life, to be perfect? Jesus said, well, go and obey the laws. Jesus mentioned six. He left four. Jesus, go and check that scripture. Jesus only mentioned six laws and he left out four. He left out the ones the guy was guilty of. Because Jesus wanted him to validate himself. So he went and says, oh Lord, all these things you've mentioned, I, I've, I've been doing since I was young. And Jesus says to him and says, well, if you want to be perfect, in other words, if you really want your life to be what God wants it to be, then go sell everything you have, follow me, period. Now he tells me two things. Number one, this guy isn't where God created him to be. Though he has all the riches, he's comfortable, he's rich, he's young. This guy achieves major things from a very young age. But yet he wasn't there. And the Bible now says, Jesus said to him, go sell everything, follow me. Now at this time, ladies and gentlemen, prophecy and even general knowledge knew that one of the disciples of Jesus must betray him. His position must, will be declared vacant later. Jesus said, if you follow me, and have treasure. It is a treasures. You will have treasure in heaven. Treasure that is given to the 12 apostles is the fact that they will sit on a seat in heaven and they will judge the 12 tribes of Israel. The foundation of the new Jerusalem will be laid in their names. Only exclusive to the 12. So Jesus saw this guy and says, Well, you've, before men, you seem to be doing well. Like the Laodicean church, you say you are rich. You say you lack nothing. You say everything your soul needs you have. But that is you. That is what you think life is about. There is something I created you to do. There is a space I created you to fulfill. It's still vacant. So Jesus says to this guy, what the problem is, is not the fact that you don't love me, but you are not following me. And so go live out everything. Follow me. And the Bible says he went away sad. 
that young man died never fulfilling purpose. And before all of us, he was rich. Before all of us, he became a ruler at a young age. Rich, young ruler. As far as all of man is concerned, this guy was it. But brethren, before the Lord, with whom we have to do, and the Lord that we're going to face and live with forever and forever, he was a waste of resource. As far as God was concerned. What is flesh? Please, we're going to say some things, quick things from now. What is flesh? Now, let me first of all explain. The reason why this guy could not follow Jesus was because of flesh. The guy was not a sinner. Flesh is not sinning. Sinning is different from flesh. When man fell, please stay with me here. We're getting to some interesting places. When man fell, man did not fall to become a sinner. Man fell and became flesh. Flesh is another word for carnal. Flesh is the problem God has, not sin. <laughs> I take that again. Flesh is the problem God has with mankind, not, not sin. Oh, no, 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 not sin. Not sin. So, so the devil comes to man and says, well, haven't God said you shouldn't eat of any tree of the garden? And the lady says, oh, no, 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 God didn't say so. God just says so, so, and so. And says, well, God knows that the day you eat of it, you will become like him, knowing good and evil. And the lady said, well, she saw it. Scripture says, she said in verse 6, chapter 3, Genesis. She said, she saw it that it was beautiful and a pleasant fruit, one that is desired to make one wise. Now, here is the bottom line, and that is flesh here. Flesh is having an identity that is exclusive of God. Flesh is what? That is exclusive of God. God's problem with man is not sin. In fact, there will be no sin if man did not become flesh. There will be no sin if man did not become flesh. Flesh is not your body. Oh, no, 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 no. Flesh is you wanting to have an identity that is exclusive of God. So what Satan says to man was this. It was a temptation. It wasn't a temptation to sin. It was a temptation to have an identity, step out of God and be an entity yourself. It doesn't mean you are not going to have relationship with God. Oh, no, 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 no. But there is God and there is God. So, you can exist without God. That is flesh. In fact, you know 1 Corinthians 4, 7? The Bible says, O thou man, what is it that thou have that you did not receive? Who has made it to differ from another? What is it that you have that you did not receive? What is flesh? Flesh is what you have and who you are that you did not receive. I take that again. Flesh is what you have and who you are, whom you are rather, that you did not receive. In other words, anything you have achieved in life 
that God did not have to contribute anything to. You are flesh. You know those self-made men? You know, I'm a self-made man. That's flesh talking. Flesh will give thanks to God, but not the glory. Flesh will say, Lord, thank you. But in their hearts, they know I worked hard. Oh, I did, oh man, I did. Knowing my family, we are smart. I'm just too smart. But she won't say that in the testimony. <laughs> that is flesh. And I want you to notice that the moment they did what God says not to do, Bible says the first thing that happened, verse 7, the Bible says, and their eyes opened, and what was the first thing they saw? Naked. Do you know what it means to be naked? It simply means that whatever your covering was, whatever covering you had before, had left. Rather than seeing the ability, see, the true nature of man outside of God uh, is empty. What makes us who we are, what will ever make us what we ought to be, is God. The moment we made a choice to step and become exclusive of God, all you will see is nakedness. That's why money will never give you the joy you need. A wife, a woman, a girlfriend, getting under a man or over a woman will not help you with this. Oh no, it is a void that only God, only God, only God can feel. But brethren, Jesus did not die for flesh. He didn't die against flesh, he died for sin. That leaves us another thing altogether. Jesus' death was to deal with sin. But don't forget the problem of man is not sin. What is it? Flesh. Because sin is simply a, um, an evidence that flesh is ruling your life. Sin is simply what? An evidence that flesh... Now in Genesis chapter 6 verse 3. The Bible says, God says, my spirit will no longer strive with man. For he is now flesh. Now, it simply means before then, he was not flesh. But the moment he chose to be exclusive of me, he has now become, haven't you noticed that this was now when God now said, because he's now flesh, his days are going to be numbered. He's going to live for 120 years because he's now flesh. Before then, Adam, God's man's days were not to be counted. Man was meant to live and live and live and live as long as he's not flesh. The moment you become flesh, your days are numbered. Remember scripture? The Bible says, Isaiah 40, the flower faded, the grass withered. But the word of God before then, he said, all flesh is grass. And grass will fade. Grass will wither. The moment we became flesh, time stepped in. It says, from now on, every man's days will be 120 years. Are you with me? God's favorite house. So your, your problem is, our problem is never seen. It is flesh. 
But you see, the truth is this. God will help you stand in a place where you can decide not to be flesh. Jesus is, oh Lord, take this down. Salvation does not give God control of your life. It only gives him ownership. Salvation does not give God control of your life. only gives him what? Ownership. So God does not have ownership control of your life because you are saved. Oh no. God does not have ownership control of your life because you are saved. He owns your life. He owes you the duty of care, but he's not responsible for your choices. And he's not in control. He is not in control. I hear a lot of few folks say God is in control. No, you are in control. Now, you being in control means there's a, there's a danger of flesh being in control. God, you, God, you might know, I mean, it might be as clear to your heart and your spirit that, well, this sister should be my wife. But you know what? She doesn't have the features you want. Because you know, you created yourself, so you know what you want. And you know your future. That this person is carrying every, every assistance you are going to need for the troubles ahead of your life. And those troubles do not respond to prayers. They are determined by God to shape you so that you become, move from a boy to a man. Now, if you are now hooked up with someone who doesn't carry grace to help in such moment of need. Don't forget, she's a help mate. So she can't help you. Then marriage goes into crisis. And you're not blaming God. Excuse me, sir. You didn't ask him whether... But you knew she wasn't the right one. But you went ahead anyway. So when you have such problems, keep it to yourself. Galatians 5. He says the spirit was after the flesh and the flesh after the spirit. He now says the works of the flesh are now made manifest. So sin is simply a, an evidence that flesh is in charge. So sin is not the problem. What's the problem? What is flesh? Having an identity exclusive of God. Do you know what flesh does? Flesh says, I'm a PhD holder. I shouldn't be talking to people that just have a first degree. That, no, that's flesh. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. You know, some of us have traveled. We, we should, we're not doing the same class with those people that have not been around. Even when we tell Mohammed Airport, you don't know. And because of you now, the one in Lekki, they refuse to build. <laughs> so that you're not being, he's been in an airport all your life. That's what? Flesh. Anything you have and any, whatever you are that is exclusive of God, is flesh. God has never had a problem. So when God, Jesus says, you know what? I'm going to need two people, please. Can I have two folks here? Brothers, two brothers. Why do brothers don't like volunteering? 
come. Let me have one more. That is not in dark suits, yes. Thank you, my brother. Stay with me, church, please. Fulfilling destiny. Here is brought you fine. Now, because you're in... Okay, you stay here. You stay here, sir. You stay here. Now, you go to the very, very end of it. Can I have one more? Keyboardies come. Okay, keyboardies, you be playing. Another... Another keyboardist. No, no, it doesn't matter. I was just kidding. Please come. Please listen and watch this. I told you Jesus did not die against flesh. He died for. I'm sure you are still finding that hard to grasp, right? He didn't die against flesh. That's why even after you are saved, you can still do wrong. You can still do wrong. You can still slap your wife. If you try it again and you're mine in this house, that hand will bring offering to God. <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't. The day you got saved, anger did not leave you. You can still choose to be very angry and sin. You can still choose to go and sleep with another person or someone that is not your wife or your husband. You can still choose to have a relationship with a married man. It doesn't mean you are not saved. You are still very born again. Very, very born again. <laughs> but you will never enjoy God. I'm going to explain some things to you before. Hold that thought, please. While my my team is here. So here is this brother. What's your name, sir? Here is Ola, my namesake. Now, Ola, this is the beginning of Ola's life. Ola needs to, Ola's destiny is for him to move from here to where he is. You, you face us, sir. Face us. Yes, I love your boots. <laughs> now, Ola's job is to move from here. His whole destiny, this is the part of his destiny. God created him to move from Ihai to Tushel. So God wants him to move from no blazer to blazer. From shoe to boot. <laughs> to the glory of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. God will always move you from little to greater. It doesn't mean if I is not looking good. Hallelujah. But there are additions. I, don't, I, I didn't do this consciously. You, know, you see, there are a lot of things that are not on Ephraim, that are on show. It's because God will, never, God will never call you to make you less. Never. So his destiny is to move from here and go all the way there. Now, because he does not know where he's going, I've announced it now, he has heard me. Okay, so but I he didn't know where he was going. You know, I've announced it, you have heard me. I needed you to go along with that. So Sheung move away. In fact, Sheung get out of the auditorium. <laughs> That's the easiest way. Disappear, this 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 disappear. Uh, you can go on that. You are not moving fast now. This down of destiny snow. <laughs> uh, 
So here is Brawler. If you don't move faster, this brother. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. I'm going somewhere. So I will tell Show. Show has now been born. Now, Allah has now been born. Forgive me. Thank you. Allah has now been born. So I tell Allah, Allah, Allah starts living life. All right? And he gets saved. And because Allah is still fleshy, he's saved now, he's born again. But you see, God, that is me in this case. All right? Come on, put your hands together for the Almighty. <laughs> Not me, oh. I'm, just, I'm representing him in this story. All right? Make it, don't kill me before my time. Right? <laughs> now, so he, we are in relationship. Salvation, what salvation does is brings God into your life. It doesn't bring your life into God. Mm -hmm. Your life being in God is a conscious decision you have to make and that's the only way you deal with flesh. I take that again. Salvation brings God into your life so that you can find your way into God's life. Thank you, my sister. You've gotten it. You think Papi can't have a career outside of this? Or you think, or you think all the testimonies you had is just by eating seven times, or 21 times a week? You sleep seven days a week? <laughs> <laughs> oh no oh no by the time you finish his, your fasting he's starting his own or he has started before you started what all that does is to get you into God's heart Let me explain this before I get back to Sheol. If being saved is a great thing, and that's necessarily what you need to make heaven. To as many as received him, to them gave he to become just receive Jesus. Now, for your salvation, Jesus came looking for you. He stood at the door of your heart and he knocked. You opened. He came in. Came into your heart. So, salvation brings Jesus into, into your heart. Now, he did that for one reason. So that you might also find, it becomes, it now opens a door and a channel so that you can find your way into his heart. So don't think because you are saved, everything that salvation brings, uh, everything that God has is yours. Yes, it is yours. He is your father. But you see, it's one thing for something to be yours and it's another thing for you to have access to it. 
salvation gives you access to god it does not give god access to you i take that again i'm nagging this that's why i said please these are fundamentals we need to understand salvation gives you access to god it does not give god access to you till today for the devil to to do anything in your life he needs to gain access he knocks on your door you open for him if works please please understand this satan cannot usurp upon you he is not he is not he's not in a class to do it because it's what is what god can't himself do by design god will not come and say well whatever is a will he has that is not a predetermined will that must definitely happen which slows down the moment your own will kicks in when you become conscious that you are accountable okay every most of god's determined will perfect will is already almost concluded but it can kick in again the day you surrender your will and say lord i don't want to be in charge of this life i'm not talking of salvation no i don't want to be in charge of this life anymore so lord do you know a lot of us let me show you that flesh is still ruling your money belongs to you because man you work hard man you work hard god cannot trust you to come to you and say you know what go and just empty everything he can't salvation does not give god it doesn't make god trust you i'm nagging on salvation no. because we always feel that once you are saved everything is just uh, salvation does not make god trust you please know that god doesn't trust anybody the only person he trusts is himself <laughs> god god favorite house you are looking like god's quiet house this morning <laughs> salvation <laughs> salvation does not make god trust you your salvation this doesn't mean that the day you are god saved the god now says ah, i trust you god doesn't trust anybody except himself so when you see a man don't forget i said god doesn't trust anybody besides when you see a man that it seems as though god trusts no 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 god is not trusting him the man has just allowed god remove him and occupy space so the extent to which god trusts him is the extent to which the man has surrendered his will to god god cannot trust what is not in control of god cannot trust what is not in control of god cannot trust what is not in control of I hope the brother is listening to the sermon. Do he's outside. Don't worry. I'm coming back to him. So when you see some people just ask God, God, this, and God does it, bam. And some other people, oh God, fast, 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 pray, pray, pray. The difference is flesh. God is no respecter of persons. God is no of persons. The difference is 
What is flesh? Summary. Control. You are in charge. God cannot tell you, go and forgive somebody that hurts you, not the one you hurt. I said, not in this life. Do you know there are still some people that you can't talk to? Huh? Until now. Five years in the Lord. You know what? I've forgiven him, but I don't have anything to do with him. Flesh. Flesh was showed up when God told Moses, go back to Pharaoh. He said, Jesus, excuse me, it seems you didn't know what happened. Your diary is faulty, Lord. Which Pharaoh? The one that's seeking to kill me. What is it that you don't know? God, do you mean you don't know he wants to kill me? So I'm sending you back to him. Haven't you noticed, ladies and gentlemen, please, this issue of following. Haven't you noticed that those that followed God, that they have a Bible to read? <laughs> When Abraham was living, there was no Bible law. There was no nothing to. There was no precedence. When Moses, God said, "Go back." There was no well, the law. Mm -mm. Everything you see, Genesis, all the story about Abraham was written by Moses. There was still nothing to read. <laughs> and those people followed God. Hebrews eleven, you will see their name in the hall, faith hall of fame. But we want to use principle. And yet, scripture, do you know, guess what? There is more responsibility on us than, they, on, than on them. You have precedence. Scripture is in your hands. Let me explain this story. Have you noticed that Angel Gabriel one day came down, sent by God, to visit a clan, a family, two cousins, the family of Zachariah and the family of Joseph. Well, Joseph wasn't a family yet then. They were still cutting. So he went to Zechariah in the temple. Zechariah was an old man. Wife, Elizabeth, old. Says, we will have a child. Zechariah said, eh, how shall these things be? Zechariah was an evil man. <laughs> oh, Lord, how shall these things be? <laughs> then Asia Gabriel too switched. Zaki, you are asking. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, the Bible says it's, it's struck with dumbness. Left Zacchaeus' place. Went on to Maria's place. That was highly favored among all women. Maria, you are going to have a son. Same thing he told Zacchaeus. Same question. Mary asked. How shall these things? Mary was a Yoruba woman. Uh, Angel Gebu, uh, how shall this thing come to pass? I mean, how shall these things be? And the angel said, I will explain to you. Same question, different response. How shall these things be? Be done. <laughs> how shall these things be? I will explain to you. <laughs> you know the difference? The priests, at that time, they already have the law. Everything Genesis to Leviticus was already in existence. This man had read being a priest. He was the teacher of the law. Abraham, though, was stricken in age. Hundred years. Zacchaeus wasn't hundred, though. God gave child to a man who was past age. Sarah, being past of age, God gave him a child. 
How dare you ask, how shall these things be? There's a precedence. But the other woman, Mary, how shall these things be? It has never happened before that a woman will conceive without the touching of a man. That one needs explanation. God will hold us more responsible because you have scriptures. If you refuse to follow, you've seen Solo was one person, in, sorry, King Solomon. <laughs> Solo was one person in scripture that I don't want to live his life. But brethren, you can change. Flesh doesn't have to rule you. That will that you are carrying, that's is helping you make decisions that at the end of the day you get burnt, surrender it to God. Your making is in the following. Show Allah rather. Go on. Get your destiny. Does he know where he's going? Now, <laughs> no, that is how we move. That's how we live. That is how we live. He doesn't know where it is. Why? He's not the one that positions Shem. But come. Now, what you are just seeing step out now is a lot of believers. It's called flesh. So come, come, come back. So he says, he's now, don't forget he's saved. He now says, Jesus, take over my will. Take over my will means I'll become a robot. <laughs> I can't decide when I eat, when I don't. Oh yeah, I can't decide. Any car I have, who, who owns the car? <laughs> it's easy for you to say. <laughs> I cannot treat my wife anyhow. Why? She's whose daughter? Do you know I cannot even treat unbelievers anyhow? Because they are created in God's. Whether they worship Satan or not. So I say, so he surrenders his will to me. Say, Jesus, you, you are the one that created me. Where I'm supposed to go, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You don't need revelation. You don't need 65 steps to know uh, your passion, your pain, blah, blah, blah. You have, a lot of us, our passion has become, our flesh has become the passion. So he says, follow me. So I am Jesus. All right? So he says, follow me. So I take him. Now, please, I'm the only one that knows where Sheun is. Sheun, come back home. <laughs> please call Sheun for me, please. Call him back from where I positioned him. <laughs> so I take him. 
And his own job is to. Now, please, can he follow me this way? Can he follow me that way? What does it mean to follow? I must be in the lead. Why you want to make your decision and the word of God is not ahead of you? Question what you're about to do. Excuse me. The Lord is my... I shall not... It makes me to... Lie down. Please, you don't have to mess up your beauty jacket. It makes, please stand up. It makes me too. Thank you so much, my brother. Lie down where? Not in deserts. What you think you are looking for, huh? Even what, what you think you have gotten is not close to what Jesus wants for you. Green pastures. And he does what? Leads me beside. You are swimming in ocean. The wave is carrying you, tossing you to and fro. Still. Then when there seems to be damage. Because even though he's leading you, there must still be some situations that might seem damaging. He's trying to make a man out of a boy. What will he do after then? He will restore your soul. Then he leads me in the path of... Do you know you cannot know how to be holy without the Holy Ghost? Holiness is not, I am not sinning. Sinning has moved from action in the New Testament to your total. <laughs> See, fornication in the New Testament is not, you pull down your trouser. No, 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 no. You are just implementing. The job had been done. <laughs> no, I, I'm here to preach. What you are hearing now, the job had been done in my closet. In the morning I had prayed. I'm just showing up. In the New Testament, you just show up. Mother now is not taking a knife. First John says, when you hate your brother in your heart, what are you? <laughs> grace is awesome, but grace puts more responsibility on. The playing field moves from your actions to your heart. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know about you, I can't control mine. My heart, I can't control it. I've tried. Trust me. Mm. <laughs> I tried a lot. Too. I got frustrated because, you know, like Paul said, some of the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. So there seemed to be a conflict in my body. So you know what? Guess what? Jesus, heck, half everything. Since that day, purity came. Even in my thoughts. You cannot handle this thing yourself. He didn't design the New Testament that way. That's why they didn't have the Holy Ghost living in them. You have the Holy Ghost living in you. Day to day walking. Where is he? So I keep leading him. Brethren, he can't miss his way. As long as he's following. Can we stand to pray, please?